Welcome back to my podcast. It's actually been a while. Not really, it's been, not, I don't even think it's been a month yet. But welcome to this month's episode. I hope you enjoy it. gonna start off by seeing seeing what's new. Enjoy. What's new? Oh, not that much actually. Just because Valentine's Day has come upon us. At least it had. We're over it now because I'm late as fuck. Hmm. Typical. But eh, still. So Valentine's Day has been around and, well, I spent it alone. Just like many people have. Valentine's Day is an old happy go lucky. For love for all. It's most of the time it's just depressing. It teaches you the truth. Yeah. Yeah, this one got re- dark real quick for for me just talking about Valentine's Day. Huh. Why not? But Valentine's Day is essentially love the day. Where we all, where we all ask each other, where it's all about love and all about being kind to another's partner. And if you don't have one, you can get a Valentine's Day. And, you know, it's complicated, and there are probably other podcasts or even YouTube videos out there that I could easily introduce you to. Yeah, I'd really encourage you to listen to more podcasts than this. Really support other people that put lots of effort into them. I for one put a little bit of effort into planning it all and then I just wing it because that's what makes this well a podcast. It's just me winging it and telling you what a personal film that script or shit. Like Yeah. And I just now I've gone on that ramble. Ramble Valentine's Day honestly has never really been special to me. I never even knew when it was coming. Well, I know it's been a part of now. So... Here I am. Still know someone I can call a loved one. That's the truth, everyone. That's the truth. But, but, but still, it was Valentine's Day. I bet a lot of people had a great time. And some might not have. But, just the fact, so many people didn't have Valentine's Day, but I don't want one. It's complicated whether or not this Valentine's Day was a great one or a bad one, because it depends on who you ask. For me, I personally didn't even know when I came up when it was. <laughs> Pretty sure it wasn't my grandma's place when I on that day. <laughs> the more you know. But yeah. 
So there's still, so Valentine's Day is an important day. She's not that important. Me personally, but it's important for many people, and I can understand why. It's a day of love. It's a way for you to not be so lonely for once. You lonely fuck. But personally, don't really like it. Don't really give a fuck, so probably won't even use it. Probably won't even celebrate it. If I have a girlfriend. I was about to say when, but it's more of if now. <sighs> well. I was just into the next segment. This is a little bit depressing. Why don't we lighten the mood? Ah, the game I want to talk about, so let's get into the gaming segment, shall we? So, we're in the gaming segment. How fun is that? It's really fun. And what game do I want to talk about? The game that was once known as 2D Minecraft Terraria. Terraria is an interesting game. It starts so super simple. You just spawn in with a friend, with your friend, the guide, who's there to show you how around and hell. This short, cover short sword, cover axe, and cover pickaxe. Unless you spawn in journey mode, in which case you spawn with the iron versions of those, but in which case you spawn with iron short sword. Iron pickaxe, an iron axe, and also an iron hammer. And and with a flint staff and a magic mirror, rope and torches, and a grappling hook. You also have wings uh, already. So journey mode is the journey mode is essentially easy mode Terraria. It's much easier to play, and it's and you get to the fun much faster. Trust me, I would know. I've already beaten the game in my journey world mode. My journey world. Now I'm just building stuff there now. Yeah, there's still a lot. But yeah. There are, yeah, there are a lot of games. Yeah. So it's probably uh, in the beginning, it's quite simple. You just go around killing monsters, building up a village full of, full of NPCs. Spawn and if you get like 50 silver, the tr if you get 50 silver, the trader, the salesman will show up. If you get a, if you get some explosives, the demolition expert will show up. If you get a gun, the gunsmith shows up. If you defeat a powerful foe, aka a boss, the dryad shows up. And they can, and they all have different, and you can and only make them happy in different ways. Like the guide, the guide prefers walking through the forest a little bit alone. So I just usually give him a floating island. And the Dryad also likes to be alone because she's connected with the forest and she hates being in group big people because she's still stuck down in nature. 
Little does she know that she's usually on a massive tower that scales above the planet. It probably scales above the entire planet. That's usually the route many people go for the NPCs. And I can honestly relate to it. I am I can be easily accused of anything. But there's but it's honestly a little bit boring at the beginning. You gather some cool weapons, but there are two evil buttons that you have to choose between. Unless you're playing on drugs, in which case the game is like have both. <laughs> But it's corruption and crimson. I'll give you, I'm gonna give you some law on those two. In the law, the corruption is a master. It's a it's a character spreading across the world that just destroys everything. Not all creature and all the creatures that are in the corruption only know one thing: a will to kill and destroy. Essentially, essentially, corruption is cancer that spawns murder monsters that wants to murder nothing else because they don't know nothing else. Really cool. Meanwhile, the Crimson, I feel like it's a lot more unique and therefore a lot more fun. Personal, personal Corruption has better music, but it's also easier because they're way less enemy ties. Meanwhile, the Crimson's, meanwhile, the Crimson uh, is harder, but also has worse music. It's more terrifying than anything. Meanwhile, Corruption's music is just bad. Sister Vad, man. Both of these two have a boss that you need to defeat to carry on, or at least give a new set. Corruption's boss. Wait a minute, I didn't, wait, I didn't even go over what the Crimson is in the law. In the law, crim, the Crimson is a massive hive mind. It's consumed hundreds of worlds, and it's. So yeah, it's a, basically a big hive mind, and it's, and it's 100% connected back to the brain of Cthulhu, the boss. Yeah, Brain of Cthulhu is a little bit hard. It's a little bit hard. A little bit. When it spawns in, it has these floating eye surveillance around it that you have to kill, then it'll look, and then it will go up. Then you can, and that's then you can damage the brain itself. Meanwhile, the corruption has to eat their worlds. Essentially, it's just a giant centipede. It's confirmed, it's a steam workshop. It's not a worm. It's a giant centipede. Now it suddenly became a lot more terrifying. <laughs> but upon dealing a lot of damage to a certain area, that area will pop off, and essentially it will end up with you finding millions of small eaters of worlds. Or should feed those the crimson and corruption aren't even stopped. They just stay. But but the first boss many people likely face off against is the Eye of Cthulhu. It's also a little bit easy once you have a good tactic. A good tactic for me is on is just for, is use shurikens or throwing knives to just throw at it while running away using the Hermes boots, which is gives you super speed. Look, you become fast. Like real fast, fast both. <laughs> but they're super useful if you want to get around quickly, unless you have a mount, in 
which gates are kind of worthless, but I still use them. Never use my mount. But, oof, but there's still a lot, but, in, but then again, there's also a boss that's actually easier, the King Slime. The King Slime spawns if you kill a lot of slimes, I think during the slime ring. And its attack pattern usually consists of it jumps around after you try to kill it, occasionally disappears and then reappears somewhere else. Yeah, it's a little bit weird and it's quite e and it's easy to kill. Like the first time I encountered it, I was just casually flying around in my normal world when suddenly the Kingsland just showed up randomly. I was like, "What?" I killed him easily, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Eh, so, the next boss is probably one of the most iconic bosses, and the one that comes out of absolutely nowhere. So there's a dungeon in every Terraria world, and when you go over to it, there's going to be an old man defending it. You're gonna want to. He warned, when you talk to him, he warns you, he says he cannot let you through, and there's the option Curse. Curse is, is what triggers Skeletron boss battle. So, since you, so the old man was actually cursed by, was actually cursed by, I think, the lunatic cultist. By the cultist that served the moon lord, tur which turned him into... Which makes him turn into Skeletron. But if you ignore his warnings, go down and didn't. When you reach a certain level, the Dungeon Guardian appears and it insta kills you no matter how tough your armor is. So that's a bit odd. I actually experienced it for myself. Wait, can I go through? Oh shit, I can go through. Oh shit, I can go through. And then of course I went through. And I died. Great. So after this, the next boss, after this, you'll likely want to make your way to the underworld. Not only is it necessary for the next step of your armor, that being molten armor, you need to mine Hellstone, but be careful because Hellstone turns into lava upon being mined, and you also need obsidian to create the hellstone break, create the hellstone bars. But you then need you only really need the you only really need the molten pickaxe to mine the new ores you'll get once you defeat the next boss. And that next boss is triggered by throwing a guide by throwing the guide voodoo doll into lava, and that will summon the ancient core of the world, the Wall of Flesh. I know it's a little bit weird that the core of the world is wall made out of flesh but it probably but it, honestly I don't I haven't bothered asking about the law I mean it has an eye that turns into a gaping mouth I wouldn't ask questions either I don't know the law that well I don't think it's actually I don't actually think it's the core of the world but I think it holds back a bunch of spirits those spirits being art being the thing that is hard mode like more ores more enemies. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure the, the summoning of the Wall of Flesh actually launched the Lunar Cultists, who are essentially the villains of the game. Who are essentially the bad guys. Or basically the bad guys of the game. They've done a lot of evil shit, including kidnapping 
people to force her and Kluken to uh, create a bunch of mechanical parts of Cthulhu to fix him. You know, it's a lot of complicated, I'll get to it when I get to it. Now, once you defeated the Wall of Flesh, once you defeat the Wall of Flesh, you're gonna get a PWN hammer. A pin hammer, as I like to call it, a pawn hammer. And, and this weapon is the first weapon to be able to... It's the weapon you're gonna use to destroy either demon altars, or... I don't know what the other one is called. Blood altars or something? I don't know. I never bothered asking for the names. You want to destroy three of those to unleash the three new ores you can get. Then you want to get to mine those fast because the new enemies are hard. Including the bosses. The new, there are three new bosses. Those being the mechanical bosses. Upgraded versions of our existing bosses. The Eater of War. The Brain of Tuvula just kind of gets left in the dust here. I don't really, I don't really know why. But actually, there's a reason in law. The Destroyer is not actually an upgraded world of the Eater of It's actually not an upgraded version of the Eater of Worlds. It's rather instead a built replacement for Kafu's spine. That also happens to have a bunch of lasers built into it and a bunch of small thingies that fly around. But small annoying eye thingies, eye looking thingies that fly around. It's just a coincidence, I like to call it. That's my excuse for it. And then there's Skeletron Prime and the Twins. The Destroyer is a Destroyer. The Destroyer is probably the easiest of the bunch when you have the right strategy. That being a Star Cannon. That being, a, I think it's a Star Shooter Cannon or something. I don't, I don't, I forget, I forget the names usually. I don't usually try to give a fuck. Yeah, that's a TF word. What about it? But it fires fallen stars, which are really rare, actually. Which is why I prefer journey mode because this allows you to research. I get that research and duplicate stuff. Research essentially means there's research menu and you put stuff in there and you click the research button and it research it. Researching enough of that thing unlocks the duplication ability, which allows you to duplicate it infinitely. Now I got the basics. Usually I like to go for that, because the Fallen Stars pierce, so can pierce, pierce for several enemies and do a lot of, well, that's a great rate of fire. Essentially, you just, so essentially it murders things fast. I wouldn't say it's a great, I wouldn't say it works, I would say it works well for the other two bosses, but I would kind of be lying if I said that. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it is efficient to use them. But it just feels a little slower. Like, the destroy it was easy because, well, dealing, well, because he is in multiple parts, and it's easy to get a great angle of those multiple line parts of him. But, but the other boss is quite hard. Skeleton Prime has four arms. I actually don't think that I have a good strategy for the other two. But that look up on that trial wiki. I think a great strategy for Skeletron would be summons. Skeletron Prime's four arms can go a little bit all over the place. 
there, some two of them will approach you because there's a melee base, and the other two will stay at a distance because they're range. And I would recommend you take go for his arms first because then his head will be exposed. Easy for you to kill. And then the twins. The twins are a, two, are a pair, are two eyes of Cthulhu, are basically are the eye of Cthulhu times two. One shoots laser, on the other shoots curse fire at you. At you. So you, so usually they usually, so usually they usually try to surround you on both sides, looking at you. A great strategy would to be fly away and have homing attacks. Have homing attacks. Homing attacks are really useful. Homing attacks are really useful on this because they can be a little bit all over the place. And once you damage one halfway through its health, it'll transform. The one that shoots fire just opens its mouth and it suddenly just vomits fire all over the place, all over you while trying to keep, or trying, or just trying to keep up with you. And the other just gets a laser cannon and shoots you with lasers. Really simple. So essentially, they both. So essentially, they both do their basic attack. The fire one being fire and the laser one being lasers. They just do it more. Now, upon defeating all three of those, the jungle, the jungle opens, gets all, gets a new boss from Terra. But before you go there, you want to upgrade your armor with the bars they drop. The hallowed bars. You can create two different types of armor using hallowed. One on one in the basic way you'll build all armors. And I actually kind of prefer that. But you can also build the ancient hallowed armor, hollow armor. Which essentially is just old hall. I believe in I think it's the old textures, but you, essentially you go down to a demon altar or a crimson altar or whatever they're called, and you upgrade and you build it on and you build it next to those. Quite fancy, I would say. Now, upon doing so, there's a new bulb you can find in you can find jungle and part and bringing that will summon Lantera. The next boss in the lineup. Now you wanna hit now great strategy to handle her is to now phase one is a lot slower but she also shoots stuff at you. So a great strategy I would do there is to stay at a distance and also be good at avoiding and constantly be moving up or down. That way she can just keep a consistent aim on you and she'll be more likely to miss. In the meantime, you're going to have a fast shooting gun that doesn't shoot from the start. I would, I would recommend the mini shark with um, like silver bullets. But let's, because not only does it shoot really fast, it always, not only does it shoot fast, but also deals an okay amount of damage. For phase two, I would recommend you switch over to a sword, because she's going to be in your face, Pantera. So I recommend you switch into a powerful sword. And then you just essentially just tear it into bits. You also want to go for some of those things that plant her is a little bit. But upon defeating her, she she will guarantee and she has one guaranteed drop, that jungle key. 
the jungle key is actually unlocks the jungle temple. Duh! And in there you'll find your next boss, the golem. And you want to defeat and and you want to fight and you're gonna fight him a bunch because you need a draw from him. A pixel. I think it's called a pixel. Essentially, it essentially is an it's essentially a weapon that can be used for essentially both an axe and a pickaxe in one. A pickaxe axe. God, I'm God, I might just. Oh, that's, yeah. But, but with, well, once you get that, you can upgrade your gear to chlorophyte. You can also turn that chlorophyte into, into some ghost, into some ghost knives, I think it's called, right? And then shroomonite, which you can get with, which you need a, oh, I remember she's dropping a truffle, which spots in a love ground mushroom biome. But you have to make yourself. But the next boss is the Lunatic Cultist. So now, after that, there are four cultists in the dungeon. There, and upon killing them all, a fifth one will appear, that being the Slovin, and you'll get break out into a fight. The fight is actually decently hard. We'll do the occasional rituals where another one of them will show up and he'll gain a new attack. Once defeating him, four pillars will appear. That being the Vortex Pillar, the Nebula Pillar, the Stardust Pillar, and the Solar Pillar. And, and these of those will draw up fragments. That are used to craft new weapons that you, you that you get from a guaranteed drop from the Lunatic Cultists. And upon, upon getting all those, a message will appear that says, Impending Doom Approaches. And that impending doom is, and that impending doom is the Moon Lord, the basically the final boss of Trarian. He's been pulling the strings on everything, but also called the Lunar Cultists, the main bad guys, because they've done the most direct evil. They're more like servants of Cthulhu. And he's, yeah, he's Cthulhu. It's basically confirmed, and and. Here's how you defeat him. So he has three eyes and three prizes in the forehead and on his hands. You have to deal damage to those and when you deal enough damage they'll pop out. Once you've done all that his core will be exposed for you to damage. Now those, now when they pop out his eyes, they'll fly around and still attack you. And once they attack you like that, they become the true Hayaka Fulu. Really powerful. Now, upon uh, once you defeated him, now once you defeated, once he's been defeated, well, and once you defeated him, he'll have a lot of drops. <laughs> he'll drop a lot of cool weapons. Oh, seriously, really useful. But there's still two more bosses in the game. The Queen Slime doesn't drop anything useful, it's not really just King's Slime, but she has the second base, which is just wings. But the Empress of Light is interesting. If you fight her during the day, you can still fight her during the day, unlike most bosses. But 
if you fight her during the day, if you get hit once, she'll insta-kill you. So you want to be careful with that. Now, in, now, for the, now, if you do fight her during the day, a guaranteed trap will be the Terror Prism. The most powerful summon weapon of the Summoner class. The other four classes. Warrior class is melee based and it focuses on tanking damage while also being able to deal more damage back. Ranger class <laughs> help makes you stay at a distance and and just shoot a gun or a bow at your opponents. The 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 mage class essentially it uses trigger uses triggery to get around and deal damage to opponents in ways that would, was never thought possible. It focuses on on outmaneuvering and just shooting opponents. And the summoner class focuses on dealing on dealing damage in your own unique way, while also having and mostly damage will come from your summons. Like I said, a good strategy for Ultra and Prime would be summons. They'll be a great help, actually. There's no middle in between. I mean, you could make one, but which is usually what I do. But there's no middle class. What was that? But. Yeah, with the Empress of Light, she's a little bit hard during the day because one touch and you're dead. So, Warrior class's primary strategy being able to tank damage is essentially eliminated. Unless you can unless you can kill her before she can kill you. Which is a great strategy for to get the terror prism. Use the Senate, the most powerful weapon in the game. It's essentially you it's the most I could make I could dedicate entire minutes to the complicated crafting recipe of it. There's not you need a crap ton of swords to craft the Zenith. And I don't even, and it doesn't it's not even the most and it doesn't even deal that and it's it's not even the sword that deals the most damage. That will go to one of the swords that's used to craft it, the Meow Meow. But it has broken range and it's just downright right ridiculous. It deals damage. It can shred through enemies in seconds. But yeah, Terraria is a fun game. It has a unique combat system, and it has a unique combat system, and all the bosses add a lot of notoriety to the game. And all, you can customize your character to look cool. You have items that help you become, that help you be more of a torch, torch whatever you want to be. Encourage your, encourages you to be creative with how you do things. But there's always a guaranteed way that'll get you a win. Like I could easily, like I could easily, like the Moon Lord has no time limit on him. The Moon Lord has no time limit on him. So if you want to, you can, if you can, you can use the Copper Short Sword to kill him. Fun. But yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I'm gonna just move on to end this. So anyways, I'm gonna end this episode. I spent 25 minutes, 26 minutes talking about Terraria. I think I've talked enough. Could easily do a part two in the next episode. But anyways, so let's close this off. Self-improvement. If you're feeling lonely, just note 
there's actually always going to be someone out there that will be like, you matter. Because no matter what anyone says to you, you matter. So improve upon yourself by not being sad all the time about yourself. Improve upon yourself by saying to yourself, you matter. You are important. You are needed for society to function. And if that's not true, just lie to yourself. Or just be honest. Just note, you need to improve upon yourself and be positive. Positivity is needed for you to accept yourself. So if I were you, I would accept yourself. So if I were you in this situation, I'd be like, fine, I'm perfect just the way I am. And that's what I want to hear. Improve upon yourself and be positive. You matter. So we've come to the end. You know, most of the time we have been talking about Terraria, which is actually probably my current favorite game on my computer, that is. My favorite game on my PlayStation is either God of War or Spider-Man. Either one of those two. I just thank you all so much for listening. I hope I'll, I hope, I hope you'll listen to next episode when I decide to make that. See you later, nerds. Thank you.